You're listening to the Scarbecue Podcast. My name is Ben Wentz. I'll be your MC, your spiritual guide through the next approximately 20 minutes as your host and I discuss a myriad of topics, an attempt to educate the general public, and, uh, and make a better world. I think that's really what this is all about. So, so let me introduce you, your, your altruistic host, the best of the best, Aaron Scarborough. Good, e- good evening, folks, or good morning, or good afternoon. Yeah, you shouldn't. Whenever you're listening anybody's to time. this, yeah. Um, the date is June first, twenty twenty-one. I'm with Benjamin Went at the Rhino, and uh, Ben continues to shed body weight and <laughs> and uh, get more and more cut every week. <clears throat> Um, what is interesting is his outfit today. Uh, what I'm looking at right now across the coffee table, Ben, picture this, Ben is wearing a dress with a, a beautiful pattern that is, it's, it's stars of David. It's just stars of David all over his dress. And, and except for it's uh, stars of David with an X through it, like like a line through it. What can you explain what that means? Well, if if I were wearing something like that, one might surmise that it's a little bit of an anti-Semitic dress. Uh, is it anti-Semitic or is it anti-Israel? Oh, well, that's what I, I was. Fox curious. News has told me that that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite thing about. Uh, oh boy, we're going to tread into the some waters that we're clearly clarified to, uh, to talk about. We're very qualified for this. Um, I, I think that like one of the funniest things. Funny is a really dark word to use here. That like the mainstream media apparatus as a whole like mm-hmm. uh, does with the whole Israel and Palestine conversation is like there is this baked in assumption that if you are against Israel in mm-hmm. any capacity, that yeah. you are anti Semitic, mm-hmm. and I feel like. I, as as a white dude who really doesn't have skin in this fight, I feel like that's m- more racist. Like to just be like, "Oh, you're against that country? Then you don't like the people of that <clears throat> faith." Like that's a right. It's a big jump. I right. I think personally, Netanyahu needs to make like he's in deep shit, uh, kind of. But it doesn't really matter with him, you know. I always but, preferred him better when he was doing the whole rap thing. Yeah. Well, he needs to do Mod- something. He needs to. He needs Netanyahu's PR guy. Modest Yahoo. Modest Yahoo is <laughs> Modest Yahoo is the PR man for uh, Netanyahu. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would it, be like his Sarah Huckabee Sanders is. Yeah, it's Modest Yahoo. The what do you think? Do you think Modest Yahoo? I want to hear what he has to say about uh, Israel and Palestine. Uh, Israel and Palestine. Of course, I want to. Know. I want to hear that. Okay. Okay. Top three celebrities you want to hear their opinions on Israel and Palestine. <laughs> Go. Okay. Number three, Modest right. Yahoo. Modest Yahoo. Yes. Uh, obviously, he's a Jewish uh, reggae artist. and uh, That's right. He's, um, I said Amish. He's a Hasidic Jew. Is that right? Yeah. He's, okay. he's yeah. Soft <clears throat> J. Soft J. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I would really like to hear just because uh, – I think it'd be a, a ride. I want to uh-huh. hear Gwyneth Paltrow's views yeah. on Israel and Palestine. <laughs> like, I feel like she'd be like, well, you know, I do think we need a, st- a two-state solution, but really uh-huh. what we need is crystals. Yeah, right. like, like if everybody just had more crystals and positive thinking. <clears throat> Have you guys read The Secret? Like, maybe yeah. maybe you could The Secret this conflict away. I do. I, I haven't heard what Modis has to say about it. Um that's that's what I call Modis Yahoo. You guys are on a first uh, name first basis. First name basis. That's Modis. 
Um, is it mod? I always thought it was mod, like modest mouse. I've never seen it written. Is it's, it? No, it's like one word. It's like M A T I. Modest. And then I, I lose. Actually, it's modest. Yoohoo! Be was sponsored modest by the Yoo-hoo. chocolate milk drink. Yeah. Right. Um, Anybody else? You feel like you want to hear their take on anyone else? I mean, at this I point, I'll listen to Clint Eastwood's like just you know brainworm holds right rant on anything after that whole. The uh, Obama chair thing. The Obama chair thing yeah. at the RNC a few years back where he berated an uh-huh. empty chair pretending that it was the president. That was such a weird dynamic because... In character as the guy from Gran Torino. Yeah. <laughs> he um, kept calling Barack Obama zipper head. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre <laughs> what he did. And what's weird about it is he took like this artsy approach. Oh, no. It was like... like College black box theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a one man show, uh sort of it, it was like that that little that little uh uh pudgy landlord guy from uh uh Big Lebowski. Yes. When when he's like yes. yeah, he, My favorite he, part of the chair thing was when Clint Eastwood was like, Oh yeah, and you uh you shut down Guantanamo Bay like you said you were going to. Oh, wait. No, you didn't. Oh, and I was wait. like, dude, you yeah. have a boner for Gitmo. Like, you don't uh-huh. want it to go away. What are you talking about? Like, no. I think. <laughs> you're not You're not on that side of the argument. Right. That's like the one thing Obama did. You're like, that and the, the wedding drone strikes. Those uh-huh. are the two things Clinton Eastwood's like. Yeah, Barack Obama, great president. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I want to hear his comments on Israel and, and Palestine. Okay, so that's our number two. Yeah. Um, what, last one. Last take. Uh... I feel like, man, who do I want to hear? I want to hear likes from the Jewish people. What um, if? What, what if, about? What about? Hard- what if people who are like in full blown cancel jail, like mm-hmm. Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby? I was gonna say the only way they're allowed to talk now is if they give us like a five minute video. Of their stance on, on Israel. Israel and Harvey Weinstein's stance on Israel has to be the most fascinating. <laughs> like, just as far as, yes, I agree. Like, just objectively, as far as like listening to a human being talk about something. Yeah. It has to be, because like, it's not interesting to hear like Marjorie Taylor Greene's take on mm-hmm. it, because she's an awful trash person who just yeah. says things for attention. Harvey Weinstein would be fascinating because he still thinks, first of all, like, in so I, he has done the mental gymnastics that he mm-hmm. thinks he is a victim in all yeah. of this uh and in addition to that mm-hmm. uh he he thinks that he's a, an important person and a powerful person so mm-hmm. he probably thinks his opinion on things really matter yeah i would right i would love to hear like like we can get him out of jail for a few days maybe can i change my first answer yes let's let's hear from i i want to hear the stance of kevin spacey since it is pride month since it is Pride Month, I would rather hear from talk, a gay voice. We've talked about this on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah his, we have. his attitude when he got canceled <clears throat> yeah. was like, I know I did a bad thing. I'm gay. <laughs> but, guys, I'm very brave. Oh, my gosh. I know. We t- I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it because we have talked about it on the podcast Is Kevin before. Spacey allowed at Pride this year? Because Kink is not. But Kevin Spacey... It, he's also not very kid. Well, no, he is kid friendly. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> In a Matt Gates kind of way. In a Matt Gates kind of way. Yeah. Um, Bro, that guy has self imploded. Uh, Matt Gates. <laughs> Matt Gates <clears throat> is like <laughs> just a private jet just crashing into the Alps. Just yeah. like like. Oh man, I haven't heard from him in a little while. Um, 
On the conservative end of things, have you had the pleasure of watching Fox News' late night comedy, uh, Gutfeld? Gutfeld? Yes. I don't even know what you're talking about. So Gutfeld is a, um, he's been on, you know how Fox has consistently tried to do late night comedy like they used to have red oh, eye yeah, 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 yeah. and it was horrible gutfeld is a whole new level of, this is real this isn't yes, a bit yes no it's not a bit gutfeld uh is their new late night programming it's it's is it's, it sketch comedy it is no 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 it's not sketch it's it's like a it's, it's like a late night show it's it's like oh, their version of, of like james the Gordon? tonight show or whatever but yeah. with just racism and um yeah i mean so here's the thing if if it had more blatant racism it would be more entertaining Oh, um, sure. That's, it would be Tucker Carlson. It would be better. Yeah. Better no, I, yeah. yeah, I would, I, I can watch Tucker Carlson and be entertained. Sure. I'm, I'm angry, sure. but I'm entertained. If you tell yourself that Tucker Carlson is a Stephen Colbert right. figure, like a satirical right. The Onion, mm-hmm. hilarious. Hilarious. So Gutfeld is like, I, I would describe him as Fox's Trevor Noah, as in he's not funny. No one knows why he's there. Um, exactly. <laughs> Um, but if you watch the show, like they have a little bit of an audience in there and it sounds, if you've ever been to a comedy open mic yeah. where there is fake supportive laughter, yeah. Yeah. um, which is disgusting. If you're telling a joke, like if you're opening your set with just getting like one of those, Hey, I'm vaccinated and you know, it's, it's that kind of thing, except for coming from. Uh, like a libertarian perspective yeah. and not like a cool liber like Noam Chomsky libertarianism, right, 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 which right, by right, the right. way, Noam Chomsky is a libertarian socialist, right, uh, right, 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 right. but it's, uh, it's just the most half baked worst jokes you've ever heard followed by just very thin layers of supportive laughs from the audience. Oh and it's gosh. never look it, laughter is supposed to be something that you can't control, you know, right? Like coming. And and it's not if if you are thinking about something and you're like, Oh, I agree with that statement and then you yeah. laugh at it. Yeah. Uh, don't go to comedy shows. <laughs> I don't want your fucking laugh. No pity laugh. Get that out of here. No, this show sounds fascinating. I'm gonna have to check it out. So Gutfeld, tell me that the slogan is like go with your gut. I don't remember. Um, but I have been watching clips of it. I'm it's, gonna watch it. It's quite painful. It sounds horrible. Yeah. You know what's like crazy? The roots or the house band. For the Gutfeld, yeah. <laughs> mm. um, Who's who is a band like? It would be three Ted Nugent, down, three doors down, or Ted Nugent. Like, Kinder. wait, are they? Uh, I mean, I, are those guys like politically like, like right leaning? Three doors down are. Are they? Yeah. Did they do Trump stuff? They, they, I think they did Trump stuff, but they definitely do like Beach Boys did Trump stuff. Well, without Brian Wilson, yeah, Kevin Love did. Yeah, uh, or is that his name? Uh, the total. <sighs> Awful dude. I can't believe I'm blanking. So there's Brian Wilson. There's Luke Wilson. Owen Wilson. Um, I think it's Kevin Love is the guy who's just like a total scumbag. And like, yeah, the Beach Boys. Mike Love. Mike Love. Mike Love. That's That's who it is. Kevin Love plays in the NBA. Uh, Yeah. But no, I want to watch this show. I think that like, you know, I think there's this ongoing thing about how like, why doesn't conservative comedy work? And I think it's Mm -hmm. because comedy works best when you are punching up i think it does it's a sweeping statement that's not exclusively true but i yeah. think broad comedy works best when you're punching up 
I think they only want to punch down. It feels. I don't like. think leftist comedy or or whatever you want to call it. Like leftist comedy might be great. Uh, liberal comedy is fucking dog shit, sure. in my opinion. Sure. Uh, conservative comedy is as well. Good comedy is bipartisan. Yes, that's yeah. kind of the 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 well, role because, that comedy plays. Because a good joke, like for example, like I think the reason why everyone got so hung up on Trump in particular, right, yeah. is that like you can do really great jokes about Trump that like uh-huh. as long as you aren't completely brainwashed, yeah. It, even if you voted for him, you can be like, okay, that is funny. Like like he in is theory, so- in theory. But I can say from experience because I have a bit where I talk about the last three presidents we've had. So Barack Obama, uh uh Donald Trump and then Joe Biden. Yeah. And I it it works well in clubs because usually people are there to like actually laugh at something. Yes. But I've had a couple of instances where I literally, because people can't take a fucking joke. Yeah. Um, the part where I make fun of Barack Obama, I piss, uh, uh, you know, whoever, if you if you think you're a leftist and you like Barack Obama, that's who gets pissed off. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I piss them off, and then I do the Trump thing. And I piss off the Trump people, and and like they, I've had it happen where they won't even let me finish the joke. Like they just start fucking they're like, booing. They're me. like boo. Yeah. And it's like, come on. I'm, yeah. Let me make fun of everybody. Like. And then yeah. I get to Biden, and you know, like he's still like kind of cool to like somehow. I yeah. I don't really understand exactly why. Yeah. Look, I get that it's an improvement. I get it. But is that what we're here for? Right. Just a little improvement. Right. 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 Like seriously, yeah. you. You revolutionaries out there, you you gonna Lord defend Warriors. your boy yeah. Biden? Uh, well, and I think like ugh. I don't like every single thing that they that these guys do, but I do think you have to like respect them as uh, institutional as far as comedy goes. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone like have often said that like when they're doing South Park, they always make sure that their golden rule is don't let anything be sacred. And the yeah. idea is that if you start to let something be sacred in comedy, then you start to build around that and you yeah. start to have holes and that that's where actual prejudice and actual that's why i mean can come from is if you're like well i'm willing to make it, like i mean we were saying it kind of jokingly but like earlier like if you're willing to like make fun of palestine but not israel then like aren't you kind of being anti-muslim a little yeah, bit like, yeah. aren't you, like like why why you need to ask yourself why am i so okay making fun of this thing and not this other thing which is not right. to say which is not to say that like all political actions are equal, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like I, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is that like if you start to prioritize certain things as being considerably more sacred than other things in comedy, then you leave yourself kind of cornered. Right. And I think that that's like conservative comedy is really bad about it. But I'm with uh, you. I agree that like uh, Nancy Pelosi liberal comedy is also equally bad about it because yeah. there's certain things. That it's like well, no, no, no. We're not. Well, the goal laugh about of that. those that's off limits. Any comic who who is like that, um, like a Trevor Noah type, uh, they're not. The goal is not laughter. They've already decided. Like, okay, I can either put the effort in and be actually funny, or I can say things that people agree with. Uh, and get applause, and those types of people will go for the applause every sure. time. How do you um, how do you feel about and Gutfeld is no different in that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There, it it exists on both about, sides. I'm curious to see how you feel about John Oliver. Um, I still find John Oliver uh, somewhat funny. His it, like his show is about 
as good as it gets when it comes to late night TV that is like it has a twinge of like like uh, journalism I was about to within say, it. What but works? he's sharp. Yes. He's quick. He's uh, sometimes uh, a little bit offensive. He's a little bit safe for me. Like because you don't want to be like like Bill Maher is is not a good look anymore. I still watch his show sometimes, but you know how he kind of went off the deep end and he's yeah. become like this kind of like just like boomer. Snowflake. Uh, yeah, yeah. He well, he's become a boomer, uh, like icon for for but being like, the enemy of political he's, correctness. He's, that, or that's the thing, though, is he wants to be Mister like, uh, hey, hey, snowflakes, chill out. But yeah. he has like in a snake eating its own tail way. Bill Maher yeah. has become the, in my opinion, like the poster child for boomer, like yeah. lefty liberal boomer snowflake is, yeah. is Bill Maher. Like, and it's weird how he's kind of talked himself into that. I don't know, right. John Oliver. I'm with you. The journalism aspect of it, like, yeah. really works for me. It, there's something that happens where, like, my brain's so focused on the story, mm-hmm. and they do such a good job of, like, research and having facts and, like, showing on the screen. Right. So that then when he interjects comedy <clears throat> alongside it, right. it's so spoonful of sugar. And then mm-hmm. I also love that John Oliver, this is what we need more of in media, and it's crazy mm-hmm. that we don't have more of it considering how, like, I'm sorry, this isn't actually a very funny part. Uh, <laughs> like, people fine. are like, this episode sucks. Yeah. Uh, Ben should talk less. Uh, but I like I really like when journalism approaches issues that are truly nonpartisan, not bipartisan, yeah. nonpartisan. Like right. it's like this is how corrupt the oil industry is. Right, this is right. how corrupt the student loan industry mm-hmm. is. And like it, how you vote, you should hate that no matter what. Right. Whoever you are, if you're paying attention, you should be mad about it. Uh-huh. And it, I think John Oliver does a really good job of like viewing politics as up and down rather than uh-huh. left and right. And the people right. at the top, the billionaires and everybody, that's how they view politics. Right. They view po- like people are always like, how can Ellen DeGeneres sit next to George W. Bush at a football game? Right. Because they don't think left, right. They think up, down. And like, <clears throat> and he doesn't, he also, he doesn't as much uh, go after like John Oliver. I, I think that it's, it's equally cheap to send Jordan Klepper out on the street to find the most retarded Republican he can. And just you know, like just just get a video clip of some toothless moron uh, saying "Make America Great Again." Sure, that's that's to me that's the same thing uh, as what f- what's the fucking louder with Crow- Stephen Crowder or something, you know, something like that. That's like obviously like icky and and staged and and annoying, divisive. It doesn't really right. Uh, have any value no one's like oh fuck i i just saw a lot of trump people are 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 idiots so i'm gonna change my mind you know like it's i don't know so then you're like it's it if <sighs> at that point then is it just for comedy and if it is how's it functioning i think that like klepper does have a very specific skill and i do think he's like world class at what he does but i agree that it, it tends to be really divisive and like you know who does it well what what jordan klepper uh tries to do all gas no breaks does so much better. I don't even know what that is. All gas no breaks. That is this the is greatest the episode where we just recommend stuff, dudes. All gas no breaks is the greatest like YouTube channel um, okay. of all time, and he he does a similar thing. Like he's a man on the street type of thing, but he doesn't talk. He goes to these like Trump rallies, or and he you know he hits both. Uh, sure. Um, but he literally like he he's not out there just trying to make people feel stupid. Yeah, he gets people 
uh, to just open up. Yeah. And it's it, the the difference is minor, but it's so clear just in the tone of the show. Watch that shit sometime. Yeah. Like there's there's one where he goes to a a uh, <clears throat> like a Donald Trump Jr. book signing, and he gets like one of the fans that that is at the bookstore to like start rapping. Like this, he finds this lady who has written a Donald Trump MAGA rap, and he just gets her to do it. Oh my gosh! You know, and it's never you never feel like oh this guy's just out here picking on people or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's that that type of approach. It's a clear difference. It doesn't seem to really have an agenda, uh, and it just seems more pure. What? So, I accidentally so gave a good... lot of my own real opinions I know, today, I did which too. I don't like. We broke kayfabe a lot yeah. today. Uh, people are listening to their player like, wait, what just happened? Uh, let's end on a positive note. What's a comedy, like a special or a, or a TV show or a movie, something you saw recently? Do you think like truly hilarious? I don't want to. Like, really you know, some comes to mind yeah. that it I haven't seen recently. Yeah, but it's one of my favorite movies, yeah. and I wish it's one of those movies that I wish everyone knew about. Yeah, you you know Christopher Guest, right? Oh yeah. Do you find him to be hilarious? I, I love Christopher. You've Guest. seen Waiting for Guffman? Oh, I hope. I, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> that may is, be my favorite of his. A lot of our listeners like like some of them live in Kansas City and like Missouri. So this is a movie from the '90s. It's got Christopher Guest. Uh, uh, he directed and, and wrote it and stars in it, but it is about community theater in small town, Missouri. And it's not some ridiculous, uh, you know, a lot of times when Missouri or the Midwest is portrayed in film, it's like, it's horrible. Uh, it's, and they don't do any research into what it's actually like in these towns. Yeah. Waiting for Guffman feels like Missouri, you know, it feels loving too. It's like yeah. celebrating small town theater. Like it yeah. doesn't ever feel like it's punching down. It actually feels like it's trying to explore it in a cool way. It I love does. It. it it's mean in its own way, but it's yeah. It's lo- it's like a love letter to these ridiculous yeah. uh, people and situations yeah. that you find in small towns. And it's I I it resonates with me because I'm from a small town yeah. with with people like that. But if you have the chance, watch Waiting for Guffman. There you go. And then tell me about it because love I'm it. obsessed with that movie. Do um, it. Watch we planned video. on being funny today. We didn't really end up didn't getting. A, we didn't get around didn't to happen. it. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it nonetheless. And we got the Patreon coming very soon. So, um, toodles. Glory, glory.